Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. I'm Catherine Mousseau, and we are coming to you from Grand Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland, Canada. If you don't know where that is, check us out on a very interesting place. Now, Let's Get Writing is a show all about writing that I started because I'm passionate about writing as a writer, and I want to find out other people's writing journeys, and I want to know about publishers, anything in the world of writing. So if you fit into that world and think that an interview might be of interest to you, well, reach out to me. And I hope you enjoy today's guest. She's originally from Cowhead, Newfoundland. You can also look that up. <laughs> Her name is Jessica Mitten, and she's currently living in Moncton, New Brunswick. But Jessica is a culinary nutrition expert and an, an award-winning certified holistic nutritional consultant. That's a lot to say, but she also has a lot to tell us. She's been featured across many publications and media channels, and she's an author of the hit cookbook, Some Good, which was shortlisted for a Taste Canada Award. And her newest release is coming out this week, and uh, this week is September 2020. Um, and some good sweet treats. So I'm going to welcome Jessica to the show. And that will just take a moment here and show her and say hello, Jessica. Should be there. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you, Catherine? Not too bad. Thank you. I'm so excited to to have you on the show. I love your book. I look, got to look at an advanced copy and it excited me so much. But before I say too much, I love the name because if you're from Newfoundland, we always say, boy, that's some good. And so is that how the name came about? <laughs> it did a little bit. I was, well, I was in Newfoundland at the time and um, I was on the patio. It was a nice summer day and I was trying to think of names for the cookbook and I was just sitting out and it was a lovely day and I'm like well this is some good and it just kind of it just kind of dawned on me this is the name for the cookbook so uh yeah everyone was really happy with the idea so we went with that and that's very fitting for um the, the the first cookbook and the second so yeah well you can't go wrong and we all identify with it and from looking at the recipes i'd have to say that it is some good and uh good in in, in two ways really jessica yeah. because when i introduced you and i mentioned that you're a nutritionist and um you are concerned with health and so on and you've even uh, graduated from the canadian school of, of natural nutrition did i get that right that's right yeah. Okay. So it's some good on both levels. It tastes great, but it's also healthy for the body. So I want to throw that at you. Can you talk a little bit about your journey to writing cookbooks and, and, and regarding health? Yeah, of course. Um, so I actually used to work in banking before uh, finding nutrition. And while I was there, I started developing some health concerns and wasn't really getting any answers from doctors. 
Um, so I started to look at food and I took a workshop actually at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and just fell in love with the program and took the whole thing. So it's uh, really helped me overcome a lot of my health concerns and um, just learning about how different minerals and vitamins and whole foods uh, can help us on um, daily just by eating the right foods for our body. It was just so amazing to me. Um, so I instantly fell in love and um, just continued to work in this field. And when I started looking at um, developing recipes, uh, that's kind of what started the cookbook process. Because um, there was lots of recipes that I was used to making, but they weren't all that healthy in my old eating habits. And uh, I wanted something that I could enjoy that had that delicious tastiness, but also was um, very nutritious and could feed our bodies with the nutrients that we needed. Um, so I started developing new recipes, switching up some recipes, and um, I started gathering a collection of recipes um, and eventually formed into the first cookbook, Some Good. Um, so yeah, it just kind of happened out of a personal interest, but I noticed a lot of people were also researching and trying to find healthy alternatives uh, that they could include in their life. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in looking at some of your recipes and I think in general, people, there's a movement back to natural. I know for myself that took place, I'm going to say quite a while ago. I, I started moving in that direction maybe 10, 12 years ago, maybe even longer than that, I, I would say. And it makes a tremendous difference to how you age, how you feel, your energy levels. And I think a lot of people are out there looking for that because at this point now with some of the called fake food that's out there, it doesn't sustain you over a long time. And I love looking in and seeing some of your ingredients. So... Tell me a bit about that because, you, you know, there's avocados, your sweeteners in particular, <laughs> because sugar to me is something that is in everything. It's laced in everything. So how do you deal with uh, your ingredients and let people know your approach? Yeah, so um, both of my cookbooks and all of my cooking and even on my website, like my blog, my recipe blog, it's all dairy and gluten free. Um, so two of those ingredients are very inflammatory. Um, I've had issues with them, digestive issues, um, also issues with headaches and fatigue and that type of thing. Um, so I found it very beneficial to exclude these ingredients from uh, any recipes that I developed. And um, so you'll notice there's no gluten or dairy. Uh, then that leaves the question, so what am I actually cooking with? And uh, a little, a lot of people will get confused because um, if they're not used to eating that way, uh, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, but there are a wide range of foods that are available, um, like even like flours for baking. Um, I, there's a large amount of gluten-free flours available and whole grains. So like your brown rice, there's quinoa, there's also... Um, like buckwheat flour and um, arrowroot starch and different things that can really make a delicious treat. Um, and then uh, I do use like a lot of vegetables and fruits as well um, in, in some of the sweet treat recipes. 
Um, so like you said, there's avocado, there's, um, there's sweet potato, there's pumpkin, there's zucchini. Um, and then I use a lot of um, spices, warming spices and antioxidant rich foods like your berries and raw cacao and um, then your warming spices like cinnamon and ginger. So you're getting a lot of whole food goodness that will provide uh, a wide range of nutrients that your body needs rather than, um, you know, looking to like the white refined products like the sugars and flowers. So it's very nutrient dense rather than stripped of any nutrients that your body would need. Yeah, ingredients like blackstrap molasses, maple syrup, <laughs> applesauce, um, you know, and those are things that actually make your food taste good. And I think that this is what we need to go for is flavor and taste. I use copious amounts of butter when, when I'm eating and, and making food. And a lot of people, I find if you want to look at ingredients, which quite often going through the supermarket, if you pick something up, just check out how much sugar, for example, or how many words you can't pronounce. Yeah. And Oh, really? And, and bringing us back with a great guide um, to cooking these foods is wonderful. And there's so many parents now that are dealing with children who have sensitivities. So yeah. even for them to be able to give them treats is amazing. It is. Yeah, there's a lot available right now. Um, I find the gluten-free and dairy-free alternatives, there are a lot out there. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of junk um, gluten-free foods as well. And uh, so it can be hot, hard to like find what's clean and what's dirty. And I actually wrote a little blog post um, recently called uh, the Clean Versus Dirty Gluten-Free Diet. Um, so it really breaks down like eating in a healthy way that is gluten and dairy-free or gluten-free, sorry. Um, but, and also avoiding those junk, um, labeled prepackaged foods. Cause even mm -hmm. though you're, even though you're gluten free, there's still going to be junk available. The same as if whatever type of diet you're, you're looking at, there's always a junk version of it. So you still have to be mindful of, um, you know, getting the healthy nutrient dense foods. And that's what I've included in some good sweet treats. Yeah. And, and it's true because I've gone and I've looked at, foods that I'm not particularly gluten sensitive, but sometimes I choose it as an option. I've noticed high sugar amounts in some of the commercially produced um, gluten-free foods. And, uh, you know, if we're not checking this, if we're not thinking about it, it's just not necessarily what you think you're buying. And another great word that gets thrown out there is natural. And natural means a lot of things, um, not always that it's good. So you have to dig a little deeper. But the nice thing, or you get your cookbook, and a lot of the work is done. Um, and tell me now, we are here to talk about writing and so on. What are the special challenges of taking on cookbooks? You've done two, so you must have a pretty good idea. Yeah, there are a few. Um it's a very rewarding experience, so I'm very joyful, but there are definitely challenges. Um, you know, a lot of it I find is testing and trying to create that recipe from scratch, making sure everything is working out um, with texture and taste, uh, and just trying to get that right consistency. So I find even with gluten, I haven't really done much baking with gluten-filled uh, flours, but 
I do know when you're looking at gluten-free, uh, combining flours is definitely a must because it gives a better texture than just using one. Um, so trying to find the right flours to combine together to create that good uh, cookie or, or muffin it can be challenging. Um, and then I sometimes, so what I do in the process is really look to ingredients, uh, look to flavors that I want to include, look at texture that I want to include. Uh, I also will get inspired from old recipes that I used to eat as a kid. And um, that can also be challenging because you're used to cooking a certain way with a certain flour, but once you switch to gluten-free, it can be challenging because the flowers don't act the same. So it's it's really important to, um, you know, find the right binders, that type of thing. Um, there's definitely a lot of flops, but when you get that uh, less successful recipe, you're you're very excited and it's, it's a, we're overjoyed. My husband is uh, my guinea pig and he tests a lot of recipes, so um he he don't mind tasting the flops he used to say he loved the taste of burn when i started cooking but i have since improved so yeah the the process of trying to get that recipe um can be quite challenging because there's a lot of trial and error and um yeah and then there's the research as well that goes into it so i usually um like in my cookbooks i have a little intro section talking about uh, the different flowers, um, you know, dairy alternatives, that type of thing that can be used. And um, there's research that goes into that and making sure you're backing up what you're saying. So, um, you know, making sure you're getting credible resources and uh, accurate information for the consumer. So that's all part of it as well. So you make sure you have a good product uh, that people will enjoy. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that the cookbook itself is probably just the tip of the iceberg, as you would say. And I guess your husband has a really hard job going through and checking out all your recipes and thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, he's very honest, which I, I like. So he's um, he'll tell me the truth, and it's um, it's a great it's a great way for me to get good feedback uh, from him. Um, because he's so honest, and I appreciate that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him on the show sometime because yes. you've told me he's a writer as well. He's into he the sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, he has some very interesting work. He's very, very talented, and how he creates all of these, creates these universes in another world amazes me. So you'll definitely wow. to speak with him for sure. I'll look forward to that. And I've got to go back to your point about the flour, because if people are listening, that's such a great tip. I've uh, experimented with like coconut flours and uh, rice flours, but not knowing to mix them. And so if I just worked with one flour, what I would cook would just crumble, really. And um, so that's why I'm so happy to have your cookbook as a guide to help me through those things. And also a very delicious looking guide. So I want to get into a little bit about how do you get those photos and tell me what, what happened there. Was it you? <laughs> Well, in the second cookbook, it was. The first cookbook, I had a friend, a very talented photographer, Becky Peckham. Uh, so she took the photos in that, in that cookbook. And she did an amazing job, but she's uh, not near me at the moment. So 
I decided to take on the task myself uh, for there are some good sweet treats. I've always had an interest in photography and my father gifted me with a macro lens so it worked out quite well um, that I could use that for my photos. And um, I did a little bit of research, took some mini courses and taught myself. Uh, and I haven't seen the cookbook in its hard form yet, in the hard copy yet, but I do hope they uh, work out well and present well in the cookbook. Um, I think they, I think they look pretty good. Like the digital uh, format looks um, pretty decent. So my husband says. Um, so yeah, it was quite a challenge. I, I did have to learn some skills, and but I, like I said, I do have that interest in photography and. Um, I, I, it's just nice to put all my energy and every aspect of the cookbook um, together and see it all come to life. So, well, you know, people make careers out of shooting food, and yeah. back, you know, back in the day, that would have been maybe an extremely out there career. But now, the way it's taken off with the culinary trends everywhere, and restaurants, and, and what people are doing at home, and especially with what we're going through right now, there's a lot more cooking going on at home that, um, you know, these, these kinds of things are so important. I think for many people that photograph is an inspiration to how our meal or our dessert is going to look and it gets you excited about what you're about to do. So yeah. bravo to you for taking that on. Was lighting <laughs> ever an issue? I'm just I, thinking. Well, I, I try to just use the natural light. So I'll work mm -hmm. around the, the light that's in the day. Um, so usually I'll do morning to uh, mid afternoon. Um, and that light works best for the, 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 the photos. Uh, I haven't invested in any lighting equipment. I just use the natural light and it works really well for food photography. I got a few tips from Becky Peckham who did the photos from the first cookbook. So she was very helpful in providing me with some, um, you know, information to get the right lighting. So that was helpful. Uh, but yeah, just natural light. I didn't use anything else and the proper lens and it I think it worked in my favor, so. <laughs> Good tips out there. <laughs> it's really nice to delve into how you how you pulled this all together. So uh, from start to finish, I can only imagine how much work it would have been, but take us a little bit on that journey from when you conceived. Uh, let's look at Sweet Treats since that's the new one coming out. Yeah. How long did it take you? Uh, this cookbook, it probably took me about a year and a half total um closer maybe to two years almost um so i did have a few different uh recipes cataloged already so that was nice about a handful and um i just i love baking it's probably one of my favorite things to do it's very therapeutic i find it meditative um and so i just it just came naturally to to make a, a sweet treat uh cookbook um but it did take time it took you know, about a year and a half to two years from start to finish. So that's from doing the research, making sure I had accurate information, creating the recipes, writing the intro, um, making sure I'm sourcing ingredients properly. I have a resource section in this cookbook as well. Um, so if there's flowers or ingredients that you're not familiar with, you can look in the resource section to uh, look at different brands that might be helpful when shopping. 
Um, yeah, so that took quite a while. The recipe development was definitely probably the most time consuming because you're often, some of them will work first go. Some of them you need like three or four or five tries to make it taste good and delicious. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a hard working project to overcome, but it's definitely worth, worth it. Um, I've also, you know, there's the editing process as well. So working mm -hmm. with um, my publisher, Breakwater Books, uh, they have been a fantastic resource and support through this whole uh, process. And, um, you know, great editing services. The designer um, has been amazing. So it's just been a great overall experience. But it does take time and patience for sure. Um, to get that completed product. And I, th I think anyone who out here who's watching it, I think, or has watched the show, realizes that there's so much behind the process of a book. We think now with self-publishing, and it, it can be very fast. You write a book, you put it up, but you get varying levels of quality with that. Not yeah. saying that there's um, not room for many paths with with established yeah. publishers or self-publishing efforts but it means literally that anyone can put out a book if mm -hmm. they want to make the effort they want to follow the formula up goes a book mm -hmm. but when you're working with professionals i think um it brings a certain level of confidence and skill certainly with a cookbook i would say that would be very very helpful to have someone like breakwater behind you oh definitely yeah it the, my cookbooks would not have come to life, I don't think, if I didn't have their support. Just, you know, having them as the go-to for distribution um, as well and marketing support, um, getting that different perspective that's not my own because I find when you're editing, you get really close to the product um, and you don't see all the mistakes or um you know the, the little tweaks that need to be made when you're proofreading so it's it's really helpful to have that uh second eye and even the design like they've nailed it every time they know exactly the look i want and um they do a wonderful job at you know uh looking at uh, what i would like to include and uh, we work together to make sure the product is um a, going to be great for the reader um so we put our input together and it's uh really comes to life uh when it gets published and you can see all the efforts from the publisher and then with the, the recipes created the whole journey and you know even with a cookbook when i think of it a digital copy is not a bad thing to have because how convenient is it to be there with your ipad in the kitchen just flicking through there's no pages that can get smeared. So I kind of favor, I do, I kind of like the digital cookbooks. Uh, initially, you do often like to hold the book in your hands, but if you're used to being on a screen, there's nothing wrong with the digital versions as well. They're, they're pretty handy. Take them around with you anywhere you go. How about yeah. social media, Jessica? Um, how do people reach you? And I know you do a bit of blogging. Yes, so I have a website with a blog, uh, so it's jessicamitten.com. I'm also on Instagram at Jessica Mitten. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, it's Jessica Mitten Holistic Nutrition is the uh, tag. Uh, so you'll find everything there. 
I post uh, different blog articles. Oh, there's everything from recipes, wellness articles. You'll find culinary adventures. Um, so I have a few adventures on there from um, my travels. Everything's always surrounded by food, of course. So I like to document that and help others when they're looking for healthy restaurants. Um, and then I'll have information on my cookbooks as well. And then also there's going to be a launch for some good sweet treats soon. Um, so it's going to be held at Sequoia Trinity in Moncton, New Brunswick at 1435 Mountain Road. And I'll be posting all kinds of information on social media. So you'll have to stay, stay tuned for that. Um, check that out for sure. Um, cause there will be updates there, uh, regarding that events. Yeah. Oh, it sounds it sounds like a lot of excitement coming up. And I just want to tap in again to this nutritional path kind of as a final thought. Did you ever expect to see yourself doing this? And what would you recommend to somebody out there who's trying to improve their health? Yeah, I actually, when I started on my nutrition journey, I never thought I'd have a cookbook. It was more to help overcome my health issues that I had at the time. And because I had that passion for it, it just kind of kind of snowballed into this wonderful experience of creating recipes and wanting to share it and help others. Um, so it, it was just kind of destined to be really. And with Breakwater's help, it was an amazing process to bring the cookbook to life. But in the beginning, it was not something I see myself doing. But I, I love, I love the experience, and I'm so happy this is the route life uh, took me. Um, so it's been amazing. Um, yeah. So for any tips for people looking to start their health journey, I recommend starting step by step and small because it can be very overwhelming. And you know, just look at eating whole foods to start. Stay away from the packaged foods. Um, stick to the outer perimeter of the store. Look at your fruits and vegetables, you know, your your whole food meats or beans and legumes, whatever your um, dietary requirements are. You can definitely um, customize with the natural foods that we have access to. Um, so yeah, keep it simple and, um, step-by-step step is the way to go for sure. Wow. And, and check into some good cookbooks. I just want to thank you so much for the time you've taken to, to sit down and wish you every success. I hope there are more cookbooks and I suspect there will be. This is just yes, the start of a life. <laughs> I, I kind of knew that without asking. I kind of thought there there would be. But I think you've give, given some good advice. Um, I've always personally shopped around the outside of the supermarket. A lot of that prepackaged stuff, we don't need it. Let's get into the real food, the real taste, the stuff that satisfies your palate so you're not craving crazy things. I find that a, a happy body is a balanced body, and, and you've taken some steps to get us there. So thank you so much, and I bet you there'll be some great treats at your book launch, and I encourage everyone to check out um, the cookbook, and thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thanks for having me on the show. A pleasure. Have a great day up there in Moncton. Bye now. You too. Bye. Bye. So thanks for joining us on Let's Get Writing, another great interview with a wonderful author. And I hope you can check out some more of our shows, which are available on my YouTube channel, Katherine Taylor TV. 
have a great weekend and week and life everyone and keep reading bye now thanks so much for listening we'd love to hear from you so please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics you can email us at let's get writing at katherine don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review if you love this episode share it with a friend until next time believe in yourself and let's get writing <laughs>